0: welcome to another episode of the grunge bible podcast my name is ethan shalloway and i'm joined by chris salona this is episode 86 coming out mid-november
1: yeah november are, the 14th coming out and Half we are point. pumped up and i have one question for you chris how the hell are you i'm i'm good you know it's it's funny each week we find it, we find ourselves here in the same spot every week it's kind of crazy exactly. how this happens, you know. It's just, just like Paul
0: uh, Rudd. Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have
1: thought? Me. Yeah, we're we're rolling along. Uh, this is the first uh the first full year of the podcast. We're all, we're almost we're almost done. It's kind of wild, and we've been we've been knocking episodes out ahead of time too. We've we've done some behind the scenes we're work. Ahead. Uh, yeah, we're ahead. It feels great to be ahead. Um, I don't have any there's complaints. A schedule.
0: Really. There's a schedule involved for the future. We have yeah. some like we're we're kind yeah. of uh, firing right now at all yeah. cylinders. Oh yeah,
1: we are. But this, like we like we were talking about before we came on, it's not a big deal. It's just uh, just the way things go. So we're happy to keep things going the way they go. Uh, it's yeah, norm- so overall, normalizing exactly. It's all it's all simple. Um, I'm doing all right. I can't really complain midweek here catching catching a recording session uh, yeah. with you. And uh,
0: how are you? How are we doing? I'm doing well. Um, it is still pretty warm here in Alabama. This week has been warm. I was going to ask what it was, what it's like there. Is it, is it cold yet? Yeah, it's starting to get cold. Uh, like overnight, probably
1: around freezing in the vicinity. So, uh, haven't quite had to scrape off the car in the morning, but those days are on their way. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, like we said, it's,
0: it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yep. The time, <laughs> the time, we move the clocks back. I saw a funny meme. It was like, trade, you get one extra hour of sleep and now the sun sets at four and you get really sad. Yeah, man. It sucks. (laughs) What a trade off. I
1: I hate this shit. Yeah. What what a deal. What a (laughs) a deal?
0: It's like, you get this, get Mm -hmm.
1: this. And we don't have a choice. So it's just one of those things too. It's not a big deal. We just just have to
0: go with it. That's the motto right now. There's a lot of things in life that happen that you know, can be made a big deal, but yeah. like you can I mean, also people, make it into not a big deal. That's and the thing.
1: People love making ma- a big deal about everything. And people so love making it big something's deal. Something's just not as big of a deal as, as yeah. they can be. You know, in simpler times or in older times, I could have got got on here when you asked me how I'm doing. I could have gone into this whole there's, thing about how something's going on, but you know there's what?
0: Plenty of things you can point to at any <laughs> exactly. moment. Exactly. <laughs>
1: I mean, there's scapegoats all over the place. This, yeah, there's at the literally end of the day. <laughs> It's really it's really just not a big deal. I mean, we have we have stuff we have to do and we're doing we're it. We're doing it. And exactly. this is one of those and things that we have to do and we wanna do. Um, you know, so it's it's that perfect little combination. And uh yeah, I, I, I wanna do this right now. This is good. Hell Glad yeah, me too, this. man.
0: I'm right there with you. and uh Yeah, let's cut over to uh the reason why we're doing it, it's the patrons. Exactly. Because you know, we wouldn't do it without them. And honestly, the more that I, the more that I say it and verbalize it, like being a, being a part of the support is really not a big deal. Like, yeah, you know, $2. I mean, it's just, it's another thing like uh $5 a week, $10 or $10 a month, $5. Right. It's, it's one of those month. things.
1: If you, if you sign, like you're going to forget
0: about it by dinner time. like it's just something that you do. I remember when I first signed up for Spotify or your, mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's $15 a month or whatever, but like. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Like, I, you know, I need the music, you know, I'm Yeah, enough, Exactly. I mean, so yeah. I'm paying. So we're, probably everybody out there is fucking paying $15 to Spotify. We're all, we're all paying week. money for something. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's paying for Spotify to listen to the music. I mean, just do the same thing, but for us. Yeah, exactly. Just, just pretend like, that the Grunge mean? Bible
1: podcast is like an add on for Spotify or fuck it. It's a, it's a part of your mortgage or something. I mean, so, you know, what's an yeah. extra couple of bucks act for like, your mortgage?
0: Act like your rent is another $10 more a month. Yeah.
1: You wouldn't, you, you know, it wouldn't bother what do you, you do? Yeah,
0: Hey, your landlord tells you rent goes up 50 bucks. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> it's nothing. Hey, am I going to move out? Maybe. What can you do, you know, if you're fortunate enough? Nothing.
1: And, you know, hopefully a lot of us are. So, I mean, yeah, let's, uh, let's keep I mean, this going, What's, but, a, what's yeah. a
0: subscription that you have that probably could have canceled or should have canceled, but like it's also okay, not a big this, deal. This, like, is,
1: this is great that you asked me this because there's one that's at the, at the top of my mind. Um, I have a... I think it's a four, a PlayStation four. That's not the new one. It's like the the, the one. <laughs> I didn't before. even know you the had, had a video
0: game. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So, so That's... I have one and uh, particularly in the winter when, you know, there's not as much to do outside. I, I sometimes I'll play video games and I, I like to play with my brother. We, you know, we play some video games together here and there and, you know, cut up and it's all, it's all good, you know, but, but PlayStation, they charge you like, it's like $25 for like three months and I have it mm-hmm. auto set up. I haven't played since probably april and every single time that charge comes out of my account i'm like shit i have to cancel that but then it's like i gotta i gotta go on the website i have to remember what my <laughs> login information is and it, and they always give me the notification like when i'm out busy doing something of course. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stop at the gym and be like let me cancel my playstation member but that's how they get me like i don't need that i haven't used it and, and i could probably use the 25 dollars elsewhere so you know, right. but it's just one of those things you always forget about it until the next time. But maybe, maybe after this episode, I cancel it.
0: <laughs> and I don't know if that's like encouraging people to sign up because maybe they'll forget about their. Uh, but here's
1: the good thing like, you, you can't <laughs> they, forget they're about using us. we're, it.
0: We're here every Monday. We're and here they're all the using time. it. Exactly. Exactly. So.
1: And, and hopefully, not only are we always here, not only are hopefully they're always using it, but they're always using it because they enjoy it. I mean, that's the. We deliver. That's the trifecta we deliver every Monday. We're there. Uh We're there what, start else, what else what else can you say? You know, who else can you say that about and say that about us? Yeah. Absolutely. So
0: without further ado, Chris Let's
1: hear the top level. Yeah, well, actually, before we hear the top level, we have some uh, some new additions that we got a couple of weeks ago. But I couldn't uh, tell if we had
0: brought up. Yeah, the, I, I, I don't believe we we're, have. A um, little head. So. so
1: we have we have a new two dollar member. So I would love to thank at this time. I'd like to thank Ben Gilbert for uh, you know for for Annieing up here a little bit and getting in the mix here. Uh, ben means a lot. Um. Really, really stoked that you're here, and and really appreciative of your support. Also, we have a five dollar uh five dollar tier, a new arrival. There, we would like to thank Prebin for for your support, and um, we've we've talked with them before. I think they sent us an email, and uh, they like to listen to the Grunge Bible podcast while going on walks with their newborn child mm-hmm. in the stroller. Which that's probably the most wholesome. Wholesome thing that I've ever heard about this podcast is that you know our friend over there, uh, you know, is is walking around spending time with their newborn child, uh, listening to us shit on Guns and Roses or talk about Mud Honey or whatever. Um, that's pretty good.
0: So this basically, why we do it. I mean, we promote growth. Exactly. I mean, we at are,
1: times we're propagating the, the next generation. Yes. Yeah, so, well, not I mean, no, not no, we're not actually we're not <laughs> fathering large <laughs> swaths of children, but we're encouraging the, family in,
0: family. You know, it's yeah, a family I mean, yeah. show. So that's I mean that's amazing. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm happy about that. I mean, a lot of people give, and Ben, and what was that? other one Preben. Preben, yeah. Preben, incredible. I just love. I love it. Yeah, so. me too. I love that. And uh as
1: as we mentioned earlier, we do have a strong contingent of the top level supporters, uh, who are the um they're the um the people underneath the large Atlas stone that That's is right. the Crunch Bible podcast That's holding right. it all up together. So uh now, uh in new and improved, mostly alphabetical order, I'm I'm happy to to list give the it, following. Okay, hey, give
0: names. them, give, give it to us alphabetically. Yeah, let we've to So we This is the first time I've rewritten
1: the list in a while. Um, so we're gonna get it to you uh, you know, in in alphabetical format. So I would like to thank Alex Long, Alexis Shannon, Black Hole Sean, The Blue Owl, Brother Nature, Captain Hightop, Kara K, Doug Endy, Eddie Vedder Got Me Through My Second Divorce, Faith Bittner, Fresh Tendonitis, Fuck Soup, Granny Grunge, Jade Mercado, Jamie Lynn, Carlene Salona, Chris LSMS, Number One Fan from Australia, Laura Nirene, Marianne, Millie, Nikki Six, Rachel Corning, Seattle 4 Fanboy from New Jersey, Shoe the Shoeless, and What the Fuck's Up Denny's. So thanks, as always, to those individuals, um, and uh, yeah, this is why we can we can keep rolling it for eighty six mm-hmm. episodes, and that's why we can talk about Rage Against the Machine and share it with the world.
0: Exactly, and that's exactly what we're gonna do today. And um, you know, I think that we talked about how we wanted to do this, and we haven't done a Rage episode before, so. yeah. We've teased we, it
1: before. I, we've, I'm sure. Like yeah, we've, and we've know, talked about Audio not?
0: Slave. Yeah, we've talked about Audio Slave, and we've talked about a few different things. So um, today, we're just gonna kind of go and do like a, an overview, the best, you know, a little bit, not go, not quite go deep into any of the albums or anything like that, and um, just talk about what we think of the band, you know, because um, we're also not historians in the way, so you know, we're gonna and do everybody our best. knows yeah.
1: we weren't there, so apparently all we do. You know, you the just all, go on yeah. Wikipedia I and say, All we have is Wikipedia here. That's so. <laughs> it. You know, we don't have firsthand experiences. We weren't there for the, the Battle of L.A. or Renegades or Evil Empire, but we were right. there for Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> and we both listened to them plenty. So That's the thing. Like, why Why just, should, it
1: shouldn't it disqualify you because you weren't, you know, born at the time? We listened to it, and we have a connection just the same as yeah. people in their 40s that were there. So, you know, we're yeah. happy to have I under
0: I understand the argument, but... We got a job to do here. So, so here's the thing, before
1: before we get into this, because I'm okay. a little upset about this now again. Oh, shit, like, here we go. Tw- Twenty years from now, Ethan, whichever like like Petey, for example. Like Petey's, like if he goes on and is like an artist of like the generation and you know, if he has like staying power, like we're we've been fans of his since you know the beginning of the beginning. Are we gonna be this way, or we're like all oh, all these assholes? They don't
0: get it. They're just they're just watching them on on the metaverse. They don't understand. Is that gonna be you us? Have, back when we say like, yeah, you should have saw him when he was young and youthful. Now yeah, it's you know like, this. I mean, I, I hope uh, not. Uh, yeah, I hope but not. Honestly, it I sounds mean, it's
1: kind of fun to be able to do that. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, Chris,
1: are you sure about that? Sounds I mean, pretty fucking fun. <laughs> I mean. There is going to be, you're going uh, like, to be get, like, I was, like, I was, I was there.
0: Gatekeeping's kind of gas. <laughs> the secret's out, dude. We're just, <laughs> we're, we're just happy that everyone's accepted us for who, you know, because we've made a really strong, uh, you know, argument here, but like, I can't fucking wait to tell people that I was <laughs> going to <there>. be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too I can't, totally I can't wait it. to
1: just lie too and just be like, I was at all these festivals yeah. and
0: they yeah. were good. Yeah. They were good at 2013. That was it. Like that was the, yeah. bre- <laughs> that so, hasn't been a good album since. Exactly. It's lean into over. life. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad. I think, I think we're in
1: agreement <laughs> about that. Yeah. He sucked after lean into life. It was terrible. Just like Pearl Jeb sucked after 10, but anyways, rage against the machine. I'm going to put you to on it. the spot here. What is the first thing that you think of when you hear their music or when you just think about the band? It's the first thing that comes to mind.
0: First thing I think of is the guitar. And then I think of Zach on vocals. Yeah. Those are the two main things that obviously come up. I think a lot of people would go with that. Um, Bulls on Parade, Guitar Hero, always think about that. Oh, yeah. And um, and again, I think I've said this on here, and I also think about how um, my brother, we want, I mean, now that I think about it, it's also not that much. The whole Their whole discography, because it's only like four well, albums. But... I think
1: it's three original albums and a cover album, basically.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah. But maybe back then, like back when I first got it in 2013, I feel like maybe music was like bigger. Cause I thought it was like gigabytes on gigabytes. Like I, maybe it's a lot smaller now and, and it's actually only like two gigabytes of music, but um, no, I get. And then also I was, when I was listening to them today, um, they come off to me as obviously they got this, they come off to me as like the ultimate um, kind of garage rock band in the way. Like I hear them jamming and I hear the guitar stuff and he's, you know, Tom's doing a lot and filling a lot of space. And then you have the drums come in and like, or, and it's, you know, it's a four piece and they're doing a lot and making a lot of different sounds and filling up a lot of space. And it sounds like it was done, you know, in a barn. Like we used to play in a barn and stuff. Like, and it like sounds music like, from a room. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Music from a room and kind of echoey. And, and, and like everybody's doing like everybody's doing what they can to fill out like a lot of space and then and then Zach comes in and he's doing a lot with his vocals as like its own instrument. Mm-hmm. Um and not necessarily worried about you know, beautiful singing and stuff. And there's more rage behind like they're, they're like playing like with intensity because yeah. they want to get out of the barn type of stuff. And mm-hmm. um Yeah, I mean their music is, is really um fun to play like it's fun to get like jammed with and and try to like replicate and stuff and and, because you can get away with a lot of stuff it's fuzzy it's it's got that yeah it's got an edge to it new metal to it um Mm -hmm. so yeah what how about you chris what's the first thing Um, you think of? well
1: first and foremost when i think of the band i i just think of being in the weight room um i love listening to rage against the machine when i lift um i i love you know it's such a good companion for like moments where you need some intensity and you just, you know, you need to kind of get in there a little bit. Um, So that's the first thing that I think of. I think um, I mirror exactly what your thoughts are in terms of the sound. I always think of Morello's guitar. Um, I also think of uh, Brad Wilk's drumming. And like for me with the band, like when I, when I listen to them, when I, when I listen to the drumming, the drumming for me is what really gets my mind to you know, enter through that gateway of really kind of noticing and appreciating just how diverse their influences were and how many different styles that they bring together. Because it's like, you listen to a lot of the stuff that they do and like, there's a lot of funk influence there. There's almost like a, sometimes there's almost like a disco-y feel to like the drums and everything. Mm-hmm. And like all of a sudden it just turns like, turns on a dime and then it just becomes this like heavy, heavy metal thing that's like straight out of like a Black Sabbath record. And it's like, they just like, they go back and forth, back and forth. And I just think of like, they're, I think they're, 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 there's not much company for bands that I think can like manufacture this much emotion and intensity. Uh, You know, in a room, as you said. So I think about that. And as you know, being the fan of, of lyrics and, you know, people using music and lyrics and words to you know share messages i always i always think about that too um of course and the like the ironic point that a lot of people might listen to rage and either not understand what they're saying oh, yeah. or, or not realize they're saying what they're saying and then all of a sudden like 20 years later they're like oh my god like i can't believe they
0: you know but i mean it's that like was the, me for sure yeah because no, i heard him in the weight room for the weight room first and a lot mm-hmm. of stuff and like you know, you're just getting jacked up on the guitar oh, and the yeah. screaming, and yeah, stuff. because like you in, in
1: that environment, you're not going to sit down and listen to the ver- like to the verse and what Zach's saying in "Wake Up," for example. But um, yeah, it's just it's 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 really. I mean, one thing about Rage, like you could never, you can never knock the intensity, and you can never knock the consistency of where they come from, which I think is really honorable. But I mean. This is the one thing, the blind spot for both of us, because we weren't there, obviously. But I mean, just like how uh, innovative and revolutionary they were in a way that I think they combined genres to form something that hadn't really existed, um, you know, really prior to them. I mean, obviously, the the, the vocal delivery is a lot of hip hop influences in there, too, which I think is really cool. Um which just to wrap up this tangent, it kind of makes me think about our conversation that we had with Yellow Trash Can, where it's like you're using all these different color palettes, and you know you're drawing from these different genres and these different bands as influences, but you're not you're not recreating them in a recognizable way. But the influences are there, yeah. Um, and I think that's something that's really cool that Rage did, and I think they spawned a lot of people who wanted to create music in that image, and you know you had a scene develop from there.
0: Well, I was about to say. That was my next question: Is are, it, are we to thank? Are we? You know, are we should we be thanking Rage for new metal? I don't well, know. If you, I don't a, know so, if you're thankful for new metal, Chris. But well, like, the, were that's they the, the first pioneers? Question. Are we thankful for new metal? <laughs> um, I I love I love me some good new metal. Do I go to it always? No. Yeah. I haven't in a I haven't all the time. But like, mm-hmm. you know, the Lincoln Park and I don't know the. I think of uh no blank and Inc I mean Incubus isn't quite new metal, but I think about I, I think about them a lot. They have um an incredible vocalist an incredible drummer and they kinda of do some things cool. They're not quite new, but mm-hmm. um, you know, all that I don't know, early two thousands rock that has the Yeah,
1: well I think um so for me, I my 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 stop on the on the train line is a couple of stops before the new new metal town. So I don't, you know, I I don't know if I could really answer that part. But I do think Rage is one of those bands that the more the more time that passes between their, you know, first couple of albums or you know their earlier classic era, whatever you want to call it. The greater people are realizing the influence that they had on the music that was to come, and I think they are they are to thank for a lot of musical trends that we saw and I mean morello in and of himself in terms of how he played the guitar um, and the things that he was able to do and just like manipulating that instrument and and his setup and his gear to get different sounds that a lot of people didn't get from guitars before him um, you know, I think there's a lot of that going on and yeah, you know what, I, I I think they are, you know, they are the forefathers of a lot of those things, because, I mean, I think of Linkin Park, that's probably really the only band that would, like, inhabit that new metal zone, in a way, that I have some familiarity with, for sure, and, yeah, there's a lot, I mean, just, like, the, like, rock music with, like, spoken word, you know, hip-hop style delivery, you know, into these big choruses, and, it, like, the back and forth there, and and there's such complimentary parts, I mean... That's why, I mean, that when that first album came out in ninety two, the self titled, um, I mean, how much of a you know, shift in, in style that, you know, that was at the time. And that it's had a the, November ninety two, you think of the bands and the and the in the and the and the, the, the music that was top in the charts then. I mean, this is not like any of that.
0: And that had quite the uh quite the set list or quite the track list. Oh my the, god, yeah. I mean that one bomb was, track I'm, to start another killer like debut album like these guys yeah. come off and i was i was actually thinking about this if i were to you know start a band like and like really go for it like i feel like i'd want to like you know get up enough songs like enough songs to make two albums like right off the jump because mm-hmm. so much good comes out of that first like trying to make something happen it would be really difficult and have to go a long time because Every time it seems like you have that first album that just like absolutely slays, and maybe yeah. that's why they are have the opportunity to make more albums and stuff. Because right. you got bomb track, killing of the name of, fistful of steel, freedom. Oh, well, uh, your bolt, enemy, bolt, wake bolt. up! I mean, bolt bolt like, there's, there's not
1: one skippable track. No, on yeah,
0: they literally like all of a sudden you're like, holy shit! I know all of Rage's like we'd really, like you really know their whole all yeah. their tracks. They're they're and all
1: like, notable in in their own way, and there's no. There's no filler and there is a lot of diversity, you know, within their albums, but it's still under that umbrella that they created because it didn't exist before them. Like that sound didn't really exist as, as they presented it, but you know, it all fits underneath that so that, you know, it is, but I like what you were saying about. Um, you know, that first album and, you know, how, you know, you could almost make two albums worth of material, So you capture that feeling. I mean, that's exactly what we spoke about, uh, you know, when we talked about verses with Pearl Jam of how Eddie Mm -hmm. Vedder struggled, um, you know, to follow up and to kind of get back to her right from that place that he was writing during 10. Um, I think there's a lot of that, but I mean, I think with Rage, um, a lot of their, their emotion behind it, you know, it was kind of, you know, look at Pearl Jam, for example, with 10 and verses, especially 10, a lot of that music and the lyrics were coming, you know, from inside Eddie Vedder. He was looking inward. And I think Rage and, and Zach, you know, he's always looked outward to the world and, you know, his lyrics and where at least the words come from, you know, it's a, always been a form of social commentary. And obviously there's always things to comment on and there's always yeah. a view to, you know, yeah, to take keeps, in and to share.
0: Yeah. It definitely kind of continues fueling, um, when using outside, you know, it, Yeah, and you can outside.
1: see that throughout their, you know, you can see that throughout their progression. I mean, in 92, I mean, that's hot off the heels of, of, of Rodney King. And, and then you get to the later part of the decade and, you know, they're singing about contemporary issues of the time in 99 on, on the battle of LA. And, um, you know, I think it's one thing that he's, you know, he's never, he's never been afraid to be aggressive and be, um, explicitly state how he, how he thinks about things and what he perceives to be a lot of the issues. I, I wrote a note. I was like, it's his aggression and total, not give a fuckery that makes him special, which that's not a word, but as far as I'm concerned, I, I mean, that's, that's basically how I would, how I would express it. And you sent me that, that cool video yeah. earlier of, uh, that they were playing killing in the name of on, on BBC radio, uh, live in the studio. <laughs> it was under the one condition that he wouldn't curse. So then when he gets to the end of killing in the name of when he's whispering, he, he, he doesn't say the fuck you part. He's like, I won't do it t- do what you tell me. I won't do what you tell me. And then when, you know, when it drops, he he pops in with the birds flying and starts screaming, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. And you know, they have to cut away because we can't curse on the radio. You know what? We can curse on the grunge Bible podcast. That was cool as fuck.
0: That's right. And it's, we, it came up the other day. The other day I was getting a haircut and every once in a while, I've seen, there's a shift in like the way people, you know, play music in their businesses and whatnot, because usually, you don't. know, you have a, you know, there's like a corporate playlist, like there's yeah, different, or like, like you have a
1: clean playlist. Basically.
0: Or... Well, there's like other platforms other than Spotify. There's like, you know, noise. I don't know. There's different platforms that are for licensed, you know, stuff. Right. Like to be, you know, they pay for well, different. There's
1: even, there's even companies that have like their own, like Dunkin' Donuts, for example, like if you go into one of their, they have Dunkin' Radio, like yeah, yeah, completely like an anchor and shit. It's fucked yeah. up. Awful. yeah so, so imagine being the anchor for duncan radio
0: <laughs> <laughs> america runs on duncan baby <laughs> you're damn right it does so like i uh, you know but then so but a lot of you know the maybe more individualized companies or or smaller companies you know those play spotify or they certain weight rooms they play spotify and you know usually people just put on playlists and it's uncensored right. because it's like you don't change anything. yeah So I love when I'm in there and I hear Rage come on. I'm like, okay, like I'm wonder, I wonder how edgy this store is. I'm getting my hair cut, and like, sure enough, killing in the name, killing in the name of comes on, and and you know, the f word is just you know flying in the background. Yeah, at the end, it gets to the end. It's like fuck you, I won't do it. You tell me, and it's it's just going, and I'm like, I I can't believe I'm getting my hair cut in this (laughs) in this area. Like, it's a very leisurely activity. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, there could be kids in here, and like but you know, and once a song coming, I mean, it's always weird when you like run over to change it to like, you almost got to commit to it, <laughs> you commit to oh, yeah, it. Oh absolutely.
1: You just, you just, you just have to own it um, mm-hmm. at that point. But yeah, I think rage has always been one of those bands that um, I think their music because it, the way that it, it, it presents itself sonically. I mean, it's, it's, goes hard, it's awesome, it's really cool. Um, you know, the, that opens the door to it being utilized in environments where maybe the message uh, is not one that would be welcomed by those in that environment or um, or appreciated by those attending that environment. And and I think, you know, with the big tour that I think they had originally scheduled for 2020, that got postponed and then they started it, then they had to cancel it. But I mean, they went back into the, the public limelight and people are, Every Same thing with Pearl Jam, there's like that rediscovery of these bands and their political alignments or their social messaging, and it's always interesting just to like, for me, because that's like one of the first things that I noticed just because of my obsession with lyrics and it's always funny when people <laughs> are like they're just they're just they're just coming on board to it but that is funny um but i'll t- like i get a haircut and, and rage is playing i i love that must have been the most intense haircut um but i have to say like we've had some shared experiences for yeah i, don't, I was
0: that's where i was going to next yeah
1: because yeah because that's one thing like when it when when rage comes on in an environment where it should be played nothing nothing hits the spot quite like it like it like if you're you're getting on the bar for like a one rep max back squat or like you know shit's hitting the fan or you got a tough workout i mean rage is rage is where i go most of the time
0: and if you don't i'll set the scene here i don't really know if we've told this story on the pod before i feel like i i feel like i have recently talked about it but i'm not sure have we yeah i don't remember we've definitely spoken about it yeah So like you know, imagine we lived twenty twenty four fall of twenty fourteen, right? Yep. And uh we had an early Friday morning workout. We'd always get there at you know six a.m. It was it's was called the kettlebell mile, and
1: and the reason that absolutely this, abysmal. It was it was awful.
0: Yeah. So you you want to explain the kettlebell mile? Real yeah, quick? I'll explain it. So so you know, basically, we'll depending on here. The, it, so this was during
1: preseason for track and field, and you know we were both throwers, Ethan Stilley's very good javelin thrower. I was a shitty hammer thrower. Um so so we show up and during preseason, you know, a lot of it is conditioning, athletic development. But we didn't know um, that
0: back then. We didn't know no, how our exactly. careers would unfold. So we yeah. were, we were in the same spot. So we don't know what's going on. Which is important. So-
1: Right. Very important. So so we show up and there was the big legend in the program that like you always we always had this hard workout on Friday mornings. It was the end of the week and our coach, uh he you know, he loved to hit us hard. Chip Brundage, what a a great guy. Um, loved to hit us hard. So like we show up and we've been we were introduced to this thing called the kettlebell mile, which um is essentially a timed mile worth of sprints divided up by however long your field length is. So I think at the time we were on an eighty yard eighty yard field. So we did um, we did a hundred and sixty yard sprint. So eighty down and back. And then instead of resting when you got to the end of your sprint, you would have to do a kettlebell exercise, and you you were time limited. And if you <laughs> if you
0: didn't complete it in the time limit, <laughs> you had to do it again. Well, you didn't, and you, yeah, if you if you'd finish. It was like every one minute you'd start your sprint. So if you got back and finished your exercise in 45 seconds, you'd have 15 seconds to rest. You got to some rest. rest.
1: But if you're dogging it, you have no rest. And then you could go in the red where like you're bleeding into your next sprint's time, and then, yeah, it's just a mess.
0: And the important part about all of this, like I said, me and Chris were freshmen, sophomore, respectively, and we had just got there, and we had big plans. We had big, big ideas of everything. Oh, yeah. And we also had our leader, Chip Rundage, who – had big plans as well but we had an administration that didn't have big plans for us and so we were right. pretty pissed off and we were kind of bred by chip because the throwers is kind of like you there's know, a lot of
1: tri- tribalism there and you know i mean we're generally far, speaking disrespected
0: as yeah as far as track programs we're disrespected. So you, got your, you got your sprinters you got your jumpers you got your distance runners and they're all kind of glamorous and then you got your throwers and and depending on the school like it is definitely where the money is not allocated. Yeah, correctly. depending on the
1: school, depending on the head coach. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of stuff. That, there's a lot of politics that goes in. And and our head, our throws coach fought for us all the time. And he said, guys, like you know, basically it's it's us versus them. It's five against one here. Yeah. He's
1: <laughs> like, like if we, he's like, if we don't fight, they're gonna take away our facility, which is like taking away your oxygen.
0: Yeah, like and they like, had pl- you know, they
1: had other plans for it.
0: And if we want to argue, we need to have results. Like we need to be good. You know, and like there was there was a big like there was a, a big bond that we had of like we had to fucking prove ourselves we had to yeah. we had to throw it in their face and stuff like our own it was like our own administration like we were fighting them and uh, yeah. you know the you know go to the end of the story we both transferred everybody transferred and our coach left at the end of that year because we you know we were we didn't get any kind of uh you know
1: we were respect. crushed we were crushed by the powers that be
0: so this was always an important this is always on our mind cuz you know, Chip he would he was always yeah. telling us this stuff like, we were, we're fighting fired for up.
1: the survival of our of our program here.
0: I mean like like the good the saying that I love is we were ready to run into hell with a water gun, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. we were ready to take on anything. Yeah. So uh, so we're doing the exercise and we're getting to the end of it it's tough like the last like couple sprints and
1: and the weathers are always terrible it's always raining oh, it's and a couple times it snowed and, oh yeah it's
0: know. like close to christmas i mean it's cold whatever and and uh you know rage comes on and you know chips yell as we're like running chips yelling behind us he's like telling us you know all the shit firing us up about the season and everything and all of a sudden, like you know, it's "fuck you" won't do what you tell me, and just going, and we're just like, "Oh my gosh!" I, I will always remember it. It fired me up yeah. so much.
1: Yeah, so that was much. that was great. I remember, and I think after that point, like we made a point to somebody had a speaker or something. We would bring in, and we we would play Rage Against the Machine for the kettlebell mile because of that, and it was just like yeah. one of those things. And I mean, that's right at the crux of you know, the, the anti-establishment message that Rage had been known for for so long. And it's like one of those things that, um, it's empowering. It's like, Hey, like, you know, the, the, the deck, the deck oftentimes is stacked against you, but nothing wrong, nothing wrong with, you know, putting a little fight up against it and ruffling some feathers and, you know, maybe sometimes like, sometimes it's better to not do things the right way. You know, you gotta, gotta get a little rough around the edges and get into the mix and, you know, some people off, get what you, get what you need, get, yeah. get what you deserve. And yeah, that was, that was, that was an early was experience a, for me too. That, that, that bonded me fast to my music, my yeah. brothers in action and also to the music. Uh Yeah. I'll oh, never, yeah. I'll never forget that. That's for no, sure.
0: I'll never, never forget. It's so good. And it definitely kind of like, when I think of the music, I kind of, I mean, of course they're talking about a lot of political stuff, but if you like apply it to our lives, I felt like that's, I always apply it to that time when I was trying to, we were trying to get out of Pittsburgh and get out yeah. and have new opportunities. And we were, you know, we apply release and Pearl Jam. We, we apply all that stuff to yeah. our personal life, not whatever the, you know, the artist chose. So yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing before we get into kind of like where they broke up and created a few different projects that we will obviously bring up. Um, I just want to say that I love like rage when you're in the mood for rage. And we kind of talked about this on the last, um, the Q and a Drew where. Um, you know, certain bands have like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They have that, that's a sound. When you, when you say their name, they have a sound. Rage is the same way. And, but what Rage does really well is like, I feel like you can, if you're in the mood for Rage, you can put on, you can shuffle everything that they have. Yeah. And like every song will kind of hit with the same intensity and give you kind of what you were looking for. Like you don't, they're like, you don't need to skip things. They're, they're all kind of, right. they all kind of do it really good justice. And, you know, I just think that's, um uh, well done by them. Yeah, I mean, they're, like you said, they're consistent, the, the they're complete
1: in the complete nature and the consistency of their talents and their ability to cut a record. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things because for me, for example, I mean, I no skips on the self-titled, um, I love the battle of LA. I don't really love the evil empire record, but, um, you know, it's like you said, you can shuffle it. And they're one of the, the few artists that I, I will shuffle sometimes because I know, uh, and I love that cover album they did, Renegades, that they released in 2000. Um, it's one of those they things did that, that- so well. That, you know, there's, there's three songs on there. Um, Kick Out the Jams by MC5, uh, The Ghost of Tom Joad by Bruce Springsteen, and then Maggie's Farm by Bob Dylan. In my opinion, Rage's version um, of all three of those songs is better than the one that was- Mm-hmm. Recorded by the writer of the song, and especially like coming from me as the springsteen fan that I am like that's that's like a big thing, but i I remember like I knew Springsteen's version, and then you hear rage's version, and it just like it completely like blew my mind um but Rage had Redding... the ability to do that it's you know and yeah. they and they still do that i mean i I saw a video of the tour you know the tour um legs that they did earlier this year, and they sound great, like Zach sounds great the band sounds tight as ever and you know it's like i i've definitely mentioned it before but eddie vetter had a quote once where he's like you know you can't mail a song like jeremy in every night like people are gonna know you can't mail any of this shit in when no. you're raging against you like zach none of the guys Morel, like Comerford, you cannot mail a single Single note of of this shit, in when you perform live, especially after how long people had been anticipating this tour for, yeah, um, and I, you know, I everything know people, that's going yeah, on that they're exactly. singing for. Now's the time, and and I know, I know some people. I've spoken to some people that that went, and you know, top notch, really, really good. And it's just, it's one of those things that it's it's not just the nostalgia factor. I think you know because they're still doing it to this day. They chose to come back and do it, and it's still still just as good, um, which is always fucking insane when people can do the things and, you know, generate the same emotions out of people that they did 30
0: years ago. I mean,
1: that's, that's not, an, I can't imagine that's an easy thing to do.
0: No. Yeah, that album, um, I, I like Renegades of Funk too. I love that, that song. Yep, absolutely. Um, and just that album, I, I, you know, to do a cover album is difficult, but like they were, you know, Well, let's smart be honest, a lot enough. of
1: cover albums suck
0: yeah and they were smart enough to you know change change a little bit and they were good enough to add their own flair and like they just did it really well like they just were they attacked covers the way they should be attacked they changed them up a little bit but they didn't do too much and they just their talent was able to make the songs their own and and their sound so bravo to them uh that's a really good one um and then they kind of, obviously when, when, when they went on their separate ways and Zach went to do some solo stuff, which I want to talk about, I, I don't know if you know anything much about his solo stuff, but I, I got don't,
1: into, I don't know much about it. I mean, I, I, my, my post, my post rage, uh, understanding everybody goes to profits of rage and audio, slave, audio especially every, audio. Slave. Well, I'll say
0: everybody knows audio slave, obviously, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't love audio slave? Yeah. Um, I will prof- say,
1: Ethan, if you haven't and, and anyone out there, if you haven't uh watched these, um it must have been Audio Slaves like 05 tour, maybe around that time, they started performing some Rage Against the Machine song. So there's videos of like of Chris Cornell singing Sleep Now in the Fire and Killing in the Name of mm. and Um it was just I remember the first time I saw Chris sing Killing in the Name of. It just felt so strange. Um because Zach is such a um central figure and such a notable and just attention grabbing figure that it, it just it was really yeah. strange it was really really strange and
0: it's funny because this we're talking about chris cornell
1: who right exactly
0: that's the thing we're, right.
1: we're not talk we're not talking about you know without being too presumptuous we're not talking about somebody else but we're talking about chris cornell and i was still like this just like this is cool but like i, I don't think this is it you know, we just, you just can't do it sometimes. So, but yeah, Ethan, please educate me on so, Zach De La Rocha post. Uh...
0: Well, he, he went off and he did, he, he released. Okay. So he teamed up with John Theodore, who mm-hmm. is the drummer. If we actually saw him in LA, he's a, he's a drummer for Queens of the Stone Age and Mars Volta. And he played a little bit and they had a project one day as a lion. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it's a two piece and he, it's like a little bit more electronic. They were doing this kind of stuff with some heavy drums behind it. And um I remember I remember my brother show's like, yeah, like Zach has some on stuff. Because I I was really drawn to Zach and like what and like his singing and stuff. I mean, I I Prophets of Rage and stuff is really good, but I think his voice I just really enjoyed. So he just Absolutely. had that project that was it's not it's not that big. Um it's only it's a like small, like eight tracks on it. But it was kind of cool. I didn't really know that John Theodore was with him. Yeah. Um, doing that and then he released a song called digging for windows it's like a just a solo track that um is really it's pretty good like i said it's like electronic uh metal yeah it's, i guess it's you know, new metal <laughs> um <laughs> but it's really it's just it's pretty solid stuff too that a lot of people don't uh li- go and listen to but if you're into like if you're like really into zach stuff it's just a good extension of I mean, it's yeah. just hearing him sing a little bit more but it's, it is really cool I, i'm obviously really happy they came back and they're performing and stuff It'd be cool to go see them yeah absolutely
1: yeah like i as most people probably i thought about trying to get tickets to go but you know they i think the closest one for me was new york city um and you know, financially and scheduling wise, it, it was a decision that I chose to, you know, to pass up on. But I hope, I hope it's not the last of it. I know they just had to cancel part of the European tour, um, because of Zach's, uh, Zach's health. So, um, that injury that he, that he suffered and everything. So, but hopefully, hopefully we'll get some more of that because that would be, that'd be really cool. I always, you know, it's always hard to say, you know, if it's going to carry the same amount of gusto and, and, uh, you know, people seem to have, uh, you know, felt that it did, and that it and that it still does, which is really cool, and, and you know, an amazing accomplishment. But if you had, if you had to pick like one or two or three of your favorite rage songs, do you know what they would be?
0: Well, I really do like Freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Freedom, Bullet in Your Head, and I don't know, Bulls on Parade is so, is is really a it's always a fun song to listen to. Um, that song,
1: I listened to that song. Used... I listened to "Bulls on Parade" the first time I squatted 450 pounds. Really? Yeah, 2016. That's, that's... I don't know why I
0: remember that, but <laughs> yeah, that's that is good. Um Not a big deal. Oh yeah, I think um I <laughs> I'd say "Freedom." Freedom might be like yeah, one, of my, yeah. one of my favorites. Uh, I like think you say "Bullet in Your Head" is really good, um, mm-hmm. but. No, they're all, I do. I I really do like that, like Renegades of Funk. I know it's a cover and stuff, or they, they do a hey, cover. It's of, all um, on the table. Like it's Bombs Over the Baghdad, I think is a cover <laughs> yeah. as well. That one's like really pretty cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'd go. Yeah, I'd say those those five. I mean, there's, yeah. yeah, there's plenty. But yeah, how, how about thing, you? Right. Do you have a uh, yeah? Few that I really think. Stick I definitely
1: love I love Know Your Enemy from uh, from the first record and you have you have Maynard providing a little guest spot there on the bridge, which Jeez, is I forgot which is about completely that, electric. That's the thing. There's so that. much to Rage that you forget you forget about Maynard, James Keenan, um, They're one of the some... more
0: connected bands. I mean, like when you talk yeah. about the Audio Slave, the Prophets and Rage, like those three projects and their their reach. And then yeah. all of a sudden Yeah, they are pretty bad. Yeah, and in and, and,
1: and, and Rage and Tool, I mean, they were they're all friendly and everything. But that's that's one of my favorites. I, I love that one. Um I would say that I think from the Battle of LA, the the opening track Testify. Um, Testify is, is great, yeah. Far and away, I think that might be my favorite rage song, at least it is right now. Um I don't know, just like for album openers, I mean it's hard to It's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, But also I really love from that same album. I love born of a broken man. Mm -hmm. Um, That one's, that one's really, really awesome. It's kind of like bigger and ballady almost, but I really love that one. And and then the, uh, the covers from the renegades album that I mentioned, particularly the ghost of Tom Joad. But it's one of those things that um, sometimes I skip over and I forget about some rage songs because you, you hyper fixate on some of the other ones and yeah you know, i i uh the uh the battle of los Angeles' anniversary was uh not too long ago on november 2nd and i listened to that one front to back a few times that day and while i was lifting and you kind of remind you, you're like holy shit like there's some good stuff in here that i forgot about like i forgot about born of a broken man and it's you know it's yeah
0: I've dude there's a lot of gems lot. yeah there yeah. really are
1: a lot of gems in so there. so many hidden gems you know they're they're not really hidden they're right there for us but yeah, man, it was about time that we had a little Rage Against the Machine discussion.
0: Yeah, they are a staple. They're a rock and roll staple. Um, I know that they you know, were on the ballot the first year for Hall of Fame for like They've four been on the years. Ba- I
1: think they're like 0 for 4 on the ballot. Yeah, right which
0: is crazy. I, you the know, Rock and I mean, Roll Hall
1: of Fame sucks.
0: It's bullshit, yeah. It's such, and,
1: it's such bullshit.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, I think that they deserve... I mean, they will be remembered. They will, they're deserving and yeah. they're unique. There's a lot of reasons why, um, you know, they will be remembered. I mean, yeah, they did a great job. They still are, you know, right on happy, happy for it. So if you're still listening, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for spending time with us this Monday. Uh, we had a, uh, had a blast obviously. Yeah. This and, is, this um, is good. if you're thinking about supporting us, you know, you can do that in a lot of ways. We talked about it before, but please continue listening, like, share, help us with the algorithm. You know, get in other people's absolutely faces or and
1: reach out to us privately so we can upgrade our microphones. If you're a particularly generous donor, oh yeah, that would be oh
0: man, that would be amazing. What could I yeah. mean?
1: Well, it's cool. There's a, there's a couple things at play. It's like we can upgrade our microphones. Out. We could also you know if we get a few more additions to the Patreon. Um, you know, it's about time we get Drew that race. That we've been we've been dangling over his head for a little while. But we need we need some more support to make that happen. So if you don't want to do it for us, you do it for do Drew. Do it for Drew. Um, yeah, yeah. He do he it for Drew. Raise. He's been working hard.
0: The holidays are coming and, and this man, you know, he he needs to get home to his family and there's only one way that he's gonna do that, and that's you know, through working for us. And you know, we just can't we just need that we need some extra dough for him, yeah. so
1: it's like we said it's it 's not a big deal you know you <laughs> do what needs to be done
0: yeah it 's not a big deal. You guys have been listening we 've had some people. Um you know, people have been joining back again. we had a cold streak and thank God that's yeah, but over but now
1: we're kind of warming up again, but it's kind of like, you know how at the beginning you referenced that meme of like, you get an extra hours of, you get an extra hour of sleep and I get like darkness at 3 30 PM that, yeah. and that's a bad trade, right? We don't like that trade, but you think of it this way, you give us two, five or $10 and you get four to six hours of, of, of good content per month. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a pretty good trade
0: on top of just, you know, in general, uh, encouraging uh, you know us and you to yeah. continue posting all the time exactly <laughs> like, i mean let's be real uh you know let's not forget that there's a lot of posts that happen every day that yeah and and, and here's the thing like everybody's you, thankful for i mean let's just
1: exactly you know and what could we do without thing, it here's the thing with the patreon let's just cap it like an hour like four episodes a month an hour an episode so that's four hours of content you could you could pay us as little as 50 cents an hour or you could pay us at most two dollars and fifty cents an hour. Nobody works for that cheap. Nobody. Yeah. But, but we do.
0: Drew does. We don't even. Yeah. We Drew, work for free. Drew
1: works for even cheaper now. No, we take we take good care of Drew. All of our money. You know, that's that's where the money goes. Like that's all, the thing. It all us. Like politicians always love to ask, like, "Oh, where's all this money going? Well, we're, we're, where's all this money going? It's going to Drew McFadden." Um. So that's just the way that it goes. But you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to employ us for. You know what's Between crazy. 50, we promised fifty cents and two dollars and fifty cents an hour. You know, and you know it's you
0: know crazy. Like we promised not to raise our prices. We never. That's will. That's the thing. Inflation is, the, is through <laughs> the roof
1: right now. Inflation yeah. is nine percent,
0: and we're Drug in the middle, Bible. Chris, because we we're not going to raise our prices, but Drew is raising his. So exactly. What are we supposed to do this is
1: how small businesses like ours die. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're getting what crushed. We? <laughs> we're in the middle. We're in the middle. We're not. What's yeah. going on so, here,
1: so, you know, help us, help us out a little bit. I mean, yeah. we, I like to think at this point, you know, 86 episodes in, certainly if you're still listening, I'd like to think that we've helped you a little bit and we've added some value to your life because that's what we're trying to do. So, yeah.
0: Show, yeah, if, you know, you show some you
1: support. A... We'll, we'll be doing this for much longer
0: and if you have a small business out there that is looking for some advertising, well, reach out to us, and, and we can uh, we could set something up because we got the, we got I the protect space my home
1: with Simply Safe. <laughs> Use yeah. code Grunge Bible for two <laughs> percent off.
0: Jeez, I wish you
1: know. Yeah, man. Um, no, we already made fun of Simply Safe last week, so we yeah. can't do that. Again. I, they just got I'm two sorry, free ads. Yeah, you know,
0: fuck. Oh.
1: <laughs> we're not running a good business. We're giving yeah, away we're, free
0: airspace. All we're doing. is... <laughs> The machine, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Okay, so let's do um, songs of the week and then we can be done. Yeah, let's. uh, You want to go first? I will. I'll go first. Okay. And I'm actually going to go for a song that I did talk about Zach De La Rocha's single, Digging for Windows. Um, That's sick. It's solid. It has this like really heavy like heartbeat behind it, like the burn, burn, burn. And then he's just kind of like singing over top of it. And it's definitely like if I know I'm. We, t- you know, we talk about lifting a lot, but it's just so related, uh, relatable for us. But if I got something that I'm really, you know, dreading and I need to get hyped up for, you know, you could listen to it while you're in the trenches, but that drive over, I'm going to put that song on and uh, kind of let it like slowly build me up to, you know, putting on the rest of rage, basically. So yeah, it'll, digging it'll for get, windows. Get your mind right. And that's I like, like that. his only his only single, everything you know, it's like the only one. Yeah. I guess I don't know if he was gonna I don't know, release something and he never did or he mm-hmm. just went to the project the other projects he had, but yeah. all right, your turn, Chris. Yeah, man. Um I had a few
1: in contention, but um based <laughs> off of recent experiences, I'm I'm gonna go back to the well. Um, it is it is a well that we've drawn a lot of volume from. <laughs> and, um, today, uh, last week, uh, well, I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be a couple of weeks ago. But I saw Petey for the second time, and uh, it was it was so fucking awesome. So the first time we saw him, he was an opener. So like everybody was there for Manchester Orchestra. Why, you know, I'm not entirely sure, but that's what who they were there for. But uh, you know, I went to Petey, headliner. Everybody was there for PD. It was this like small little club in um, Cambridge, Massachusetts called the Middle East Downstairs. And it was fucking awesome. It was it was so fucking cool. Um, you know, I went up there with two of my friends. We met up with top level Patreon supporter Rachel Corning, who Amazing. saved our lives in more more ways than one. Um, that day uh, forever in in your debt. There, but, shout yeah, out to man. Rachel, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was big time. I loved that. hearing
0: that story, by the way.
1: Yeah, it was huge. You know, um, so it all it all worked out, and it was just one of those things where you know an artist that there's there's not many artists that like I pretty much like know all of their songs inside and out. Like I know all the words. Um, and it was, like we were like right up at the front too, so it was it was so fucking cool and. You know, I had to just consult which of his songs are already on the uh, Songs of the Week playlist. And <laughs> there's a lot of them, um, but I don't believe Apple TV Remote is on there. So I want to put that one on there Hell yeah. um, just because, but yeah, man, it was it was super fucking cool. The crowd was, it was just, it was one of those shows, like, I don't know if you have this distinction in your head, Ethan, but you go to a show and it's like either a bad show or a good show, right? Like the, like the, like the performance is either bad or it's good. Yeah. But for me, it's like, there's, there's bad, if it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. But if it's good, it can also be fun. And like this show was fucking good and it was fun. It oh, was yeah. so much fun. Um, That's a good way to I, put it. Like, those are the best kind of shows. And similarly today we're sitting here, uh, it's the 9th of November and Jerry Cantrell just announced the oh, Brighton tour is coming back again. We are back. We're, we're going to have to do like three hour emergency podcast on that because <laughs> we're, we're going to run it back. But that's the same thing that I had that thought like that Jerry Cantrell show, like it was so good musically, but it was so much fun too. And like those, you can't ask for a better night. Um, and I couldn't have asked for a better night at the, at the PD show. Um, uh up up there in Cambridge so yeah, have you ever gonna... been
0: to a uh, a bad fun show a fun bad show
1: <laughs> oh man i don't think so i think if it's bad it's just bad although yeah. okay here's the thing <laughs> i mean if
0: you bring in the manchester orchestra other was, things
1: i didn't enjoy it but it was it was bad but it was fun <laughs> yeah there you go like it was it was fun because i was i was with you and we both recognized that for us it was bad but we were together and you know having a good time so that made it
0: fun yeah yeah there's there's some times where you know you're not you know maybe you're not going there for the music you're just going there to hang out and the music sucks but you still have a good time
1: yeah but yeah i mean this this show was great you know you go go to the show you know meet up with some friends all all the friends get together they become friends you go out for some you know for some libations afterwards and you know just have have a nice evening it was great
0: crash yeah
1: yeah spent lots of money it was money well spent
0: that's right that's exactly right. That's the way it goes, awesome. Well, that wraps up episode eighty six yep. of the Grunge Thank Bible you. Podcast. Rage Against the Machine. That's the overview. Uh, maybe we'll give some more in depth album reviews at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe go back into it. But yeah, another successful episode. It was fun, Chris. Great work.
1: Yeah, man, really happy about this. So uh, just to close, my final thought: um, we've you know we rang it in your ear all spring and summer. And now there's no more messing around. By the time this podcast comes out, the Jerry Cantrell Brighton pre-sale and general sale will have occurred. So don't fuck around. Buy your tickets. So there's like 26 shows. So chances right. are you can make that move. I, I already bought my ticket before we started this show recording. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I'm in, dude. I'm locked I did, in. See,
0: I did see this one. He's in Providence, right? He's in Providence,
1: five minutes from my house. You can't beat Un- that.
0: fucking real what, What's so,
1: the date on that? Uh, it's like March 14th. <laughs> you in i'm there yeah you, on, I, have you. <laughs> you know I have something for you you know i have something you know i have something for you so, so don't don't fuck around um i'm tired of everybody fucking around with this like you, you gotta see him on this tour that's right yeah but that's all i got i'll see you I love uh it. see you all this time next
0: week huh <laughs> see <you> knuckleheads tomorrow <laughs> next <laughs> night, monday canada. same place same time good night canada <laughs> take care everybody